Vítejte u podcastu Anglicky s kudrnatou holkou. Já se jmenuji Pavlína a budu si tu povídat s rodilými mluvčími z celého anglicky mluvícího světa o různých zajímavých tématech. Díky moc, že jste si tenhle kanál naladili a můžeme začít. Hi, everybody, and welcome to today's episode. I'm very happy to welcome my guest for today, Ben Drabavicius. <laughs> Hi, Ben. Hi. Um, yeah, first person to nail that last name there. Good pronunciation, right? <laughs> It must be something to do with you being Czech. Maybe. Well, we have to say that you are originally Lithuanian. That's where you were born, right? Hence the name. Yes. Um, probably it's not even Ben. It would be Benas. Benas Drabavicius. Yeah, rolls of the tongue. Then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and now you're actually talking to me from London, your your current home or your home, just in general, right? Place where I am right now. <laughs> <laughs> and well, today we're going to be talking about you becoming British, if that's how we can call it. I'm fine with the name. Um, I don't think I'll ever become actually British. Um, let alone have a passport. They, they won't let me have the passport, so you know it's a big issue. Oh, really? I didn't know that. No, no, no. Lithuania would be like, give back our passport now. You can't have two. Lithuania doesn't allow two passports. Doesn't have dual citizenships. So. Oh. <laughs> I basically I need to be either a basketball player, a politician, or like a person who puts the country on the map. It's like they scratch my back, I'll scratch theirs type thing. It's bizarre. It's very bizarre. Well. Yes, yeah, so we have to say, so you actually came to London when you were nine years old, am I right in thinking that? Yeah, yeah, um, I was nine, it was just before my birthday, um, and yeah, yeah, so it's, I've been here since, how many years, <laughs> I don't know, whatever years that may, makes, like 17 maybe now. So what was the reason behind the whole move of your family from, you know, Lithuania to the UK? Yeah, um, well... I'd say, obviously, first and foremost, is probably economic reasons. Um, then, I mean, this is 2005, so Lithuania just, as soon as Lithuania joined the European Union, we were coming here. Um, yeah, so it was pretty much op opportunity-based, economic reasons, um, because in Lithuania, well, yeah, Lithuania was just, was a bit of a barren land back in the day. Um, I'm sure it's gotten better since, but... Uh, Yeah, I would say, and as a as a nine year old, you don't really get a say in you know where you stay on and who gets to make money or whatever. But I, I wouldn't say yeah that, that I was I willingly came here because when I first came came here, it was more of a I thought it's a holiday. I wasn't told that I'm gonna live here, so essentially it's kidnapping. <laughs> oh, a holiday for the next twenty years. <laughs> yeah, because it was like I thought I'm coming here for like two weeks. Because my mom was already living here. But basically, mm -hmm. I thought I was coming here to just check the place out, you know, scope it out. Um, for, And then two weeks later, they were like, oh, yeah, so we need to, like, enroll you into a school. And oh, I was wow. like, oh, shit, we're staying here. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> so it was a bizarre, bizarre, uh, bizarre feeling back then. But, you know, I never really put too much value on it. I was just like, okay, cool. So it's a new school now. So you were okay with your parents' decision? You weren't like, oh, this was a treason. Like, I want to go back home, back home to my friends and everything. Does it, I mean, it's a big change for a kid. Um, yeah, no, it's massive change because, like, a it was it was a language I didn't know. 
So, you know, um, and such multiculturalism in this country, whereas in Lithuania, it just didn't exist back then, at least. So everything was, everything was a shift. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, so essentially I, I knew that I didn't have a choice. So I was like, I had to just kind of roll with the punches and kind of see the, the good side of it. Yeah, I have to say, because I've known you for the past, I don't know how many years, and you are a very relaxed, chilled out person. So I guess that's <laughs> why your parents decided to do it this way rather than... <laughs> yeah. And they, they knew that you would be fine with it, but possibly, I don't know, yeah. maybe not every kid would take it so well. Well, in my family, there's like three other siblings. They did not, <laughs> they did not like it at all. Mm -hmm. <laughs> a lot of them were like plotting um, their escape in a way um, <laughs> to go back. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of just went with it mainly because it was exciting for a bit. Um, I was, like I said, new, new school and stuff. Mm -hmm. But, you know, also terrifying. Because as a kid, I don't think you... you you kind of look at your, you know, I'll be here for the next 10 years. You're like, well, I'm here now. Just what's next kind of thing. You take it a step at a time. Yeah. And so do you remember the first moment that you actually realized, okay, so this was, this is going to be my new home? Um, yeah. Um, I, I do remember that one, which was just around, around the time they were like, we need to enroll you in, into a school. That's when I was, I was like, oh, I'm going to be cemented here for a while. So like, again, that, that feeling was, was fine. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't like a dramatic thing. Um, I think the more dramatic thing came later, which was to actually go to school um, and speak in the language you've only heard on Friends TV show, badly dubbed. You were watching Friends when you were nine years old. Earlier, I was watching Friends when I was like maybe six. <laughs> um, it was like late at night. I'm thinking of some good show I watched. I I watched Latin American uh, soap operas oh, when I was a yeah. kid. That was a big thing back in the days in the Czech Republic. Uh, the same with Lithuania. Yeah, they would come just after. They would come on just after Simpsons around four o'clock, and that's where my grandma and you know the, that demographic kind of sits down and just like takes over TV until like late at night. I was watching with my grandma too. Yeah, <laughs> the whole like. Esmeralda and Rosalinda. <laughs> Great names there. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so so you just said that you didn't know any English. So so how was that? How did you cope? Yeah, coping was fine until I had to go to school. And I still remember my first day of school where they kind of introduced me as like obviously the new kid because I joined I joined would have, what would have been March. So just mm -hmm. after like they, they spent half a year in school. So everybody knew each other by then from previous years because i joined in year five uh, mm -hmm. that makes difference if you know those whatever that means i mean you start school when you're five years old right in the uk so fifth grade let's say yeah exactly exactly so um yeah so i got introduced to the whole class and everyone's kind of like saying hi but i i was too shy to even say hi and two i didn't know any english to even say anything back <laughs> so that first day i kind of spent yeah, I spent pretty much as a mute, and that happened for like another week or something like that, which was, yeah, it was, you you end up doing a lot of people watching, you you kind of scope the place out and stuff, see who, you know, who the bullies are, who, who just, who just generally everyone is. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that kind of informed my later life where I would just end up doing a lot of people watching just at cafes and stuff. Yeah, it was, it was an interesting 
thing, but I think it took me maybe two weeks to actually get start. I picked up English pretty quickly, um, at least the basics of it. Yeah, so I think two weeks later or something like that, I was actually having, well, in my head, I was having a good conversation, but I'm pretty sure I, I sounded like an idiot. Wow. But then, so that means that did you do everything in English, I suppose, like, you know, all the subjects and everything. Exactly. So because, yeah, UK is pretty, so multicultural, you can actually send your kids to the country you're from. So essentially you could go to a Lithuanian school, um, which quite a few of my Lithuanian friends actually did. Mm-hmm. Um, but my mom specifically didn't want to do that because obviously the best way to learn um, another language is actually just immerse yourself into it. So yeah, um, it, everything was in English. I didn't know I didn't know what the subjects were that I was doing because um, obviously the names were different. Art, don't know what the fuck was that. You know? How do you say art in Lithuanian? Dailas Pamuka. Oh, yeah. That doesn't sound even like remotely close. No, 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 no. Um, so yeah, I had to just ask um, what everything was. Um, I remember not actually knowing what cucumber was and I was actually made fun of that for some reason because apparently everyone in fifth grade everyone knew what cucumber was so I was you know left out oh god no somebody said I, I think somebody was a th- yeah I think a kid was trying to describe another kid I don't think it was me but they were trying to describe him as cool as a cucumber and I was like okay I think I know what cool means because you kind of hear it in every language in some shape or form but I was like, what is that other thing, cucumber? And then that's when the laughing started. Yeah. I think the most important thing during the, that such whatever situation you find yourself in, but is just to ask questions and, you know, you will feel funny kind of way, uh, but just kind of like not care and just keep going. Mm. Yeah. But now that you've lived in the UK for almost 20 years, uh, do you feel more English or more Lithuanian or a bit of both? Um, Neither. I don't know. Yeah, it's an odd one to to describe because, for example, I don't particularly feel Lithuanian mainly because um, I like maybe I'll go back there once a year. And you don't particularly feel British either because not all the cultural norms uh, you take on. Like you know, yeah. I'm still not into all, still not into like fish and chips all that much. Um, I am, and I'm not British at all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So for some some people it works, but I feel like I'm somewhere in between. Um, mm-hmm. And then, which kind of like, again, puts you in a weird spot because, it, you know, when you when you think of like, where would you, I don't know, maybe settle down or like, you know, these questions do get asked and stuff. And you, yeah, you can't really pick a place. Yeah, to answer your question, I would say neither of those things. But, you know, I don't feel like, I don't feel Chinese or whatever. I just don't put a lot of a lot of value on identity in a sense. Good, yeah. Yeah. And well, so what is it that you like the most about Brits, British people? Mm. <laughs> Interesting. Good question. <laughs> If there is something that you actually like. <laughs> um is it about British people or just kind of British cult- culture and stuff like that? Anything. Well, before COVID happened and you know, when you could go outside and stuff, I did like the fact that it was just so multicultural and, you know, people are open to um, new people, new ideas, and this kind of like this constant evolution and conversation going about whatever, you know, the topic of the day is. So this kind of openness of people where, you know, nothing, nothing's off the table in a, say, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But I guess we have to stress that you live in London, right? Where yes, yes that's again true. So yeah, maybe it might be different in some like small town, small village. <laughs> yeah, and what is it that you absolutely dislike about the country and the people? If there is a thing that you mm. dislike, well, I suppose there's two to what I just said. It's a bit like there's two sides to this story. We with what about we just chatted um, how. In the past few years, though, um, everything has become so politicized. Um, so now, everyone, it might be a generational thing, maybe. I don't know. But uh, yeah, everything's just kind of like you're either in this camp or that camp now. So I feel like everything that I did like is slowly, might be slowly shifting. Mm -hmm. Which is, again, interesting. But, you know, you kind of have to see how the current climate is for example um last this sorry last year i'd say 2020 where you had this kind of like upheaval of change in a sense where you had a lot of people coming together to um have protests for where, whether it's black lives matter or climate change slowly it seems like it's shifting and everyone's just becoming like a bit more afraid of one another maybe i don't know mm -hmm. and Obviously, like you went to, as we discussed, you went to English school, so you have, let's say, a full British education and your English language skills are perfect. But do people still recognize you might be having like any type of accent? Um, no, not, re not really. I struggle to remember the last time I had someone point out. Um, but that's because like, for weird, for some weird reason, I mimic accents. So, for example, if I if I was to be talking to an Irish person, I'd start talking with an Irish accent for some reason, and it's not to piss them off. It's just I. It's like a sponge effect. That's maybe also because you were so immersed in the language when you were a kid that like you just took it all in. Maybe. Um. I never. I never thought of languages as being my thing, or still do. But yeah, it was, it was a lot of it. It was just consumption, just vast consumption of books, TV, music, movies, and stuff. Um, you begin sounding like the things you read and the things you hear, and you mimic and replicate those sounds. Well, now that you're mentioning movies and books and everything, I have to say that you are an aspiring writer yourself, and you currently work for a huge film, like very successful film studio in London, and you work as a script reader. So you read you read scripts for them but in another 20 years will you still be s sipping your cup of tea in london or do you plan to, tr to try your luck someplace else i'll probably try my luck uh mainly due to i don't know climate change and stuff but <laughs> see what's available in 20 years but like we, like we discussed before not not feeling like i'm from lithuania or not feeling that i'm from here always gives you this kind of you know maybe freed maybe freedom where you can just be like oh i can still like pick where my home actually can be so i doubt i will be here in 20 years um plus obviously brexit and stuff that's never nice yeah well ben thank you very much for giving us all your insights into being half i don't know um a cut out version of a brit yes exactly <laughs> that's exactly what you are and yeah well it's been amazing to have you as a guest Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And a well, thank you to everyone who's listened to this episode. And I'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.